Hi everybody, Andreas here. In today's podcast, we will make an introduction to economic indicators that fundamentalists look at when analyzing the market. There are four broad categories of economic indicators covering a wide spectrum of data released in the market. These include growth and output, inflation, employment, and consumption metrics. Today, we will focus particularly on the first two, namely growth and output, as well as inflation categories, and in the next session, we will cover employment and consumption categories, going over the most important indicators that fall under them. Without further ado, let's get started. We make a start with output and growth indicators. Now, as the name suggests, this category provides information in regards to the growing tendencies of an economy. Key metrics that fall under this category are the infamous gross domestic product, also known as GDP, purchasing managers index, industrial production, and durable goods orders. The gross domestic product or GDP rate is the most well-known growth rate in the field. The rate measures the change in the market value of all final goods and services produced within an economy in a given period of time. The rate can be expressed on a month-on-month, quarter-on-quarter, or year-on-year basis. It is the broadest measure of economic activity and the primary indicator of an economy's health. A stronger-than-expected rate tends to provide support for the currency of the economy the rate refers to, while a lower-than-expected rate should be considered as negative. The Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, is an economic indicator that surveys purchasing managers at businesses of a given sector, for example manufacturing, of an economy. Investors use the PMI surveys as leading indicators of economic health, as these surveys are usually released ahead of official data. The indicators survey the manufacturing sector and the services sector, while a combination of the two provides us with the composite PMI figure. Also, in some economies such as the UK, the construction sector is surveyed. The importance of each sector depends on the structure of the economy. For example, for the UK, the services sector PMI figure tends to outweigh in importance the manufacturing sector's reading as the majority of the country's GDP is produced by the services sector. In contrast to the UK, for the Chinese economy, the manufacturing sector's indicator tend to be under watch. We should bear in mind that the indicator bears a reading on a scale of 1 to 100, with a reading of 50 being the cutoff point between expansion and contraction of economic activity for the particular sector. It should be noted, however, that some analysts also like to watch the month-over-month change, and given that there is consecutive drop of figures, even though being above the 50 level, also provides values for the analyst. Overall, a larger-than-expected reading tends to provide support for the currency, while a lower-than-expected reading tends to weaken it. Now, moving on to the industrial production. Industrial production is a measure of output of the industrial sector of an economy. The industrial sector includes manufacturing, mining, and utilities. It should not be confused with the manufacturing sector output growth rate. Overall, an acceleration of the growth rate beyond the market expectations tends to provide support for the currency and vice versa. Lastly, the durable goods orders. Durable goods orders reflect the new orders placed with domestic manufacturers for immediate and future delivery of factory hard goods. The indicator is also made under different names depending on the source and the economy and is considered to show the confidence placed by businesses and their willingness to actually invest in long-term assets in their economy. Also, the rate is expressed as a headline rate, which we described above, while also we may find 
core version that usually tends to exclude transport costs from the equation in order to minimize the possible effect of oil prices. Furthermore, the rate is expressed as a headline rate, which we described above, while also we may find a core version that usually tends to exclude transport costs from the equation in order to minimize the possible effect of oil prices. It's understandable that should the rate accelerate beyond market expectations, it tends to provide support for a currency, while a deceleration or even a decline of the rate in the negatives could weaken a currency. This concludes the overview for the first category of output and growth. Now, we make a transition to the second category, which is a measure of the rise of prices, the notorious inflation. Here, we will go over CPI, Core CPI, HICP, Core PCE, and PPI. All these indicators measure changes in inflation. Let's begin. The most well-known measure for the rise of consumer prices is the Consumer Price Index, also known as the CPI rate. It's a measure of the average price change over time in the prices paid by consumers for a basket of consumer goods and services. The annual rate of change in the CPI is usually referred to as the inflation rate. The rate is measured on a month-on-month -month basis, a quarter-on-quarter, -quarter, and a year-on-year -year basis. We already discussed the importance of inflation in a previous podcast and the implication it has for monetary policy. Hence, an acceleration of the rate beyond market expectations tends to provide support for the currency, while a deceleration beyond market expectations or even contraction of prices tends to weaken it. Same as the CPI, but excludes energy and fresh foods, is the core CPI. Because food and energy prices are relatively volatile, they can distort CPI readings. For example, the price of oil may be manipulated by cartels or producers such as OPEC or politically weaponized, while fresh food may be sensitive to weather conditions and natural disasters. Thus, some analysts and investors prefer to focus on what they perceive to be the core or underlying rate of inflation. Once again, a possible acceleration of the rate tends to provide support for the currency and vice versa. Next up, we have the harmonized index for consumer prices. In the euro area, consumer price inflation is measured by the harmonized index of consumer prices also known as HICP. The term harmonized denotes the fact that all the countries in the European Union follow the same methodology as a result of the adoption of the euro as a currency and the ECB as a central bank. Overall, the rate is considered superior to the national CPI rates of the member states of the eurozone as it makes them directly comparable with each other and allows the calculation of the inflationary pressures in the eurozone as a whole also being comparable. A faster than the market's expectations of the rate tends to provide support for the common currency and vice versa. The core personal consumption expenditure, i.e. the core PCE price index, measures the prices paid by consumers for goods and services without the volatility caused by movements in food and energy prices to reveal the underlying inflation trends in the US economy. It is considered as the Fed's favorite inflation measure and along with the CPI rate, are considered the key inflation metrics for the US economy. Therefore, an acceleration beyond market expectations could provide support for the greenback and vice versa. Lastly, we have the producer price index. The producer's price index, aka PPI, is a different ballgame, however. It still measures the rise of prices, but for producers, not for consumers, like the prior rates mentioned. 
It measures the average change over time in the selling prices received by domestic producers of goods and services. As we mentioned, PPIs measure price change from the perspective of the seller, as opposed to the CPI, which measures price changes from the consumer's point of view, and their importance also relies on the idea that should a business suffer continuous price increases over time, at some point it will have to roll over the price increases to consumer. This brings us to the end of today's podcast, where we went over two of the most important categories of economic indicators, namely the growth and output as well as the inflation metrics and how they impact currency exchange rates. In our next episode, we will go over employment and consumption indicators fundamentalists like to look at. Thanks for listening and stay tuned.